Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mm-hmm. Stephon Marbury walking into the studio. We're live. Hey, <laughs> what's happening? This is Brian. Sorry. Get out of your way. So, Stephon Marbury is here. He's going to talk to some NYU students. And Starberry is back, too. So excited to talk to him about that. So you're going to have a, a Q&A with incoming students at, uh, at NYU. What are you going to tell the students, man? Go to China. <laughs> <laughs> if they want to. Learn Mandarin <laughs> right now. If they want to, they can come. <laughs> Definitely. So I, I think about you and your relationship with New York now because it's got to mm-hmm. be complicated right now. I grew up in New York. I, I I love New York. I love the Knicks. I loved when you were on the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And you are a New Yorker. You played for that team. It ended ugly. And now you come back. You're still a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. But what's your relationship with the city right now when you come back? My relationship with the city is has always been the same. It's, it hasn't changed. I mean, I think with basketball during that time when I was here playing, um, it was a... a tough time that's what I would say it was a tough time but um, we moved past it and you know I came back to New York I went to the garden when they played uh, one of their last games and um, they recognized me and you know it was cool they didn't treat you like Oakley (laughs) nah I didn't get treated like that (laughs) (laughs) any regrets on how it all ended for you here with the Knicks no I don't have no regret I mean everything that has that has happened I mean you know, it happened, and yeah. it's over with. You know, it was part of a learning experience. How did you find your way to China? Man, God. <laughs> God, man. I mean, for me, it was a, an amazing opportunity to go and play basketball abroad and to build my brand. Um, it gave me an opportunity not only to play basketball, but um, it helped better my life and going someplace completely different. Did you ever think it was going to work out the way that it did? Did you have expectations when you headed over there that were completely different than the way it played out? None. I had no expectations at all. I mean, I went over there completely um, open-minded. I went with, you know, open heart to basically love and to accept something completely different. And um, things turned out to be pretty cool. How quickly did it take you to get acclimated to a foreign culture? And did you go by yourself or did you have someone in tow to uh, from America that could, you know, you could lean on being in this foreign land? Yeah, I went with someone the first year. Um, I, I was only there for about 67 days the first year. The second year, um, I was there with my cousin. Um, third year, I was there with my cousin. And then from then on, I pretty much was there. I've been there by myself. G. Owen Jones with Stefan Marbury in studio talking to some NYU students, and Starberry is back and excited to mm-hmm. see that in the States. Very successful in China as well. How many black people in China when you went over there? <laughs> How many? There's black people over there. You'd be surprised. I know. I got some You'd be surprised. It's a lot, it's a lot of black people over there. <laughs> you like walk down the street like, Hey. <laughs> no, no, no. We got that universal <laughs> over here. The yeah, universal yeah, hand now. That, that, that works that, wherever. Yeah, you said that, that, what up? 
<laughs> I was telling Gio, that's all we gotta do is that. We don't have to know each other. <laughs> so, can you put into words what it's like to be in a foreign country and be as beloved as you became over there? What is that like? Um, I mean, it's been the most amazing experience of my life. Um, being able to be recognized in a country where there are over a billion people, let alone one point, whatever they say. Um, it's about over 300 million people that play basketball, mm -hmm. which means that's our whole population. Everybody's bouncing the ball in America. Um, and to be recognized and to be one of the, the guys who have made an impact in basketball and in sports there has been pretty cool coming from America. Um, it's, you know, my story is, is very colorful. Um, there's a lot of ups and downs. Um, I, I will assume that a lot of people thought that my career would have ended, you know, in a plane crash. But, you know, we came down and we leveled off and went right back up and started to soar. And I, and I credit that um, through my faith, my family, um, everybody staying positive and sticking with the dream. You know, we, we, we had a mission and going to China to learn about the sneaker business and we did. You know, we, we are now, you know, in City Trends, we're now um, getting ready to relaunch our our, our uh, e-commerce platform on a complete, completely different scale at Starberry.com. So, you know, a lot of positive things. You know, we just now put ourselves in a position to do a deal with another company here in New York um, and going into some of the local stores like Vems and Dr. J's and hopefully Kohl's and um, just all of the, the, the low low tier stores that give people the opportunity to have access to buying products. So, you know, we're, we're trying. We're trying to make a difference. Three-time Chinese Basketball League champion, and you helped bring a championship there for the first time in 20-some years. I think it was 29 years. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's when they started erecting statues for you. As far as the business venture with Starbury, I played with a guy, Tim Brown, and he attempted to – uh, develop a shoe, or you developed a shoe, but it got no traction, really. How difficult of a task was it for you to develop Starberry and then get it out there in the marketplace? It was extremely difficult. Um, I think for me, you know, going into Stephen, Stephen Barry's, it was the beginning of, <clears throat> it was the beginning of uh, a promising time, but, you know, for me, you know, when things went south, when they filed Chapter 11, you know, we, did, we weren't able to create that access for people anymore, which put us in a position where we had to try to figure out something different, a different route. And going to China was definitely not part of the plan. Mm -hmm. But when that happened, it, it, it opened up so many doors and it um, gave us an opportunity to learn. You know, it took me 10 years to get to where I am right now as far as trying to build my own brand and, you know, trying to do it with, <laughs> limited capital i didn't come into the game with a, a like a company like under armor right but they came in with different people supporting the brand i've been doing this on my own you know and i think for where we are right now we we don't pat ourselves on the back we just look at it and say wow we came a long way and we we learned a lot through this journey you know not only just playing basketball but trying to build a, a company globally is that one of the messages you want to impart 
to the, the young men and women you're going to be speaking to at NYU that, you know, this is a journey and it's mm-hmm. not going to happen overnight. There mm-hmm. will be pitfalls. Yes. There will be peaks and valleys. Yes. But if you believe in what you're doing, you have a great product, mm-hmm. you can still be successful. Yeah, I mean, you know, products don't, they don't, it doesn't cost that much to make. You know, what we're saying is, you know, you can buy products for $150, $200. We're just saying that this is something that we're creating for people to be able to mm-hmm. say, you know what, there's a brand out there, there's a company out there that will be there and they want to be a part of my life for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. by giving us that opportunity to be able to buy something at an affordable price. These are some very inexpensive shoes, and they look good, man. These look pretty good. I'm on your site right mm-hmm. now. I mean, you're talking Starberry.com. Yeah, from 50 bucks on the way down to $14. Mm-hmm. And they look just like everything we're walking around in here in America. Gio and Jones and Stefan Marbury in studio across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, do you look back and think about your NBA career a lot these days? Nah, I really don't. don't. I mean, when you got a museum, two statues, green card, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He got a museum. Yeah. You don't think about that stuff. That's you look what at I that thought. as it look you look at it as it was something that was supposed to happen and it was a, a great platform to build something internationally. You know, we we look at the NBA, we look at the NFL, we look at NHL here in America, but I think now because of social media, you know, the game is the games are shrinking. More and more people are, you know, they have access. You know, mm-hmm. little kids on high school playing on live right now, you could go watch and see because of, you know, the way how technology has transformed our lives. Um, the game is changing. You know, everything is changing. How well known were you in China when you first went there? I wasn't well known at all, to be honest. I mean, people knew who I was, but, you know, the guys that were really well known were guys like Tracy McGrady. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kobe Bryant, you know those guys. They, you know, Kobe winning championship, championships, and uh, Tracy McGrady playing with Yao Ming. So every time you know Yao made it to the All Star team, you probably would see Tracy McGrady or Steve Francis or one of the other stars because you know when people vote from China, they vote for Yao and they vote for the other other guy that's right. on their team. So, um, you know, what's in the Stefan Marbury Museum? <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's funny. My mom, since I was a little kid, my mom collected all my trophies, my yeah. plaques, my MVP trophies, medals, you know, from Olympics, Junior Olympics, so many different awards that I won over my life. And, you know, when they they said that they wanted to build a museum, I was like, man, what am I going to do? I don't, all of the stuff, my mother was like, yeah, see, I kept all your stuff. <laughs> And I, what I did was I shipped everything that I had, every trophy, everything that I've that accumulated over the years, I, I shipped it to Beijing, and it's all inside there now, and people get an opportunity to see all of it. Pretty cool. All right, man, I see a pair of shoes I want, but they're sold out. <laughs> High stepper, blue, green. <laughs> When are they going to come back online? Everything, everything is going to be up in about another 90 days. You're going to make some more? Be, yeah, All right. Yeah, it's I like that. Be fresh. I dig, I dig <laughs> that color. All right. I want to be funky fresh. All right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's so why we said in text. I want to be funky saying. fresh, yo. Okay? Yo, man, I ain't I from Colony Island, but also, you know what I'm saying? I want to send all of my prayers out to all of the people out in Texas that are struggling through this. This natural disaster is is such an it's it just it takes so much air out of you when you see these things. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about my mom, you know, at seventy five years 
old trying to be hoisted up and put into inside of a truck. Yeah. You know, I'm seeing this stuff, man. It just it breaks it breaks the heart. And you know, we just gotta continue to to be supportive and not only pray, but you know, be as supportive as we can. And I and I just wanted to say that. Absolutely, and uh, it really is. Every time we see the images, we have it on the TV mm -hmm. right now. It's 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 hard to believe. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to believe watching it on TV. Yeah. I cannot imagine. Uh, being there and, right. and dealing with this. Gio and Jones and Stefan Marbury on CBS Sports Radio. He is in studio with us, and he's going to be talking to some NYU students on the day that they move in. And also, Starbury is back here in the States, starbury.com. Brian's been browsing that now for a good uh, yep. 20 minutes, and he's into <laughs> it, and you will be into it as well. Uh, when you first made your trek over to China, were you – angry at all with the way things had gone down in the NBA? Were, was there any grudges being held in the in the beginning when you went over there? At that time, you know, I didn't have um opportunity to really feel that. You know, I was depressed during that time. I had just, I was dealing with losing my father, and I was just trying to create some balance in my life during that time. Um, basketball came about. You know, I had the opportunity to play again, and there was the opportunity for me to build my brand. Um, Stephen Barry's had filed chapter 11. Um, I just had a lot of things that weren't going in the right direction for me at the time. So when I went there, you know, as I said, I just went there with a, a completely open mind. Um, um, I, I just wanted to play basketball and I wanted to build my brand. That was my mind frame and my mindset. And, you know, when I was there, I, I didn't have any really no preconceived notions about what could possibly happen. I just was going to do something different. So were you initially repulsed by the idea or were you open and 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 had a clear mind and clear head about the opportunity from the outset? Nothing was clear. It was just the opportunity about playing basketball and building my brand and getting back into a realm where you know, I can start doing something because I was really in a really depressed state, mm -hmm. you know, after losing my father, my aunt, my coach, all of those different things at one time in one month. It was just, it was a lot, you know, and it had a big effect on me as time went on. You know, we all grieve completely different, differently. So for me during that time when I left, you know, I was just in a, in a mind frame of I need to do something, I have to do something different. How did you get to a point where you could t pick yourself up after all that stuff was going on and, and, and get out the door? I mean, was there a time where you just didn't think you could embark on something else because things were going so poorly? It was just a time. It was a time where I didn't want to do anything. You know, I just wanted to just sit still, um, be by myself, be with, be with my own thoughts, um, and not – deal with it in a way where it was like it became a thinking thing you know it started to become I have to do something like I can't just sit in this space and continue to live the way how I'm living I have to continue to move forward and in order for me to move forward playing basketball was one of the outlets because that was something that um, I love to do and trying to get back into that realm you know you got to sweat you got to work out you know you haven't been training it's a variety of different endorphins that start to come alive once you start doing that and once i 
started to do that, which one of my friends, Wayne Hall, I'll never forget, in Texas, we was in Houston, and I was going through a tough time, and he was like, come on, man, you got to go work out. You know, when I wanted to just lay in the bed, and he was like, nah, man, you got to get up. You got to keep you got to keep going. You know, and when I continued to do that, I had the opportunity to see myself again. And once I started to see myself again, that's when I was like, all right, I could do this. Another great message <clears throat> for the kids. Yeah, man. Another one. They picked get the up. right guy to talk yeah. at NYU. <laughs> Either you curl up in the fetal position or you get back out there. Get back on that exactly. horse. Now, as far as the brand of basketball that's played in China, compare and contrast to the basketball that's played here. I mean, it's completely different as far as the, the talent is concerned. I mean, you're playing, you're playing against the best players in the world when you're playing in the NBA. And playing in China, you're playing against the best players in China. Um, I think the game is growing, it's elevating, the, the talent pool is getting, you know, it's more sophisticated, as I would say, because the kids in China are training like some of the kids in America. Mm -hmm. they, they train for at least five to six hours, you know, five days a week. So for them, you know, they're in a, a, a onward and upward motion and learning the game and growing in the game, but um, it's, it's going to take some time. You still keep in touch with some of your former teammates, or is that just a, a life that you don't pay attention to anymore? <laughs> yeah, I keep in touch with some of my teammates. Yeah, you do? <laughs> yeah. I feel like you've had so much fun in this new life that you're like, I don't even care about these people anymore. <laughs> nah, nah, man. You know, I've, I had a great experience playing in the NBA, I've even, although I had some some tough times. But, you know, the tough times, they only, they only last for a little bit. They don't last forever. Um, yeah. I think for me – the whole experience and the whole journey of all of what I've been through playing basketball and the ups and downs, I mean, it, it's molded me and it's helped grow me in the way that I needed to to grow as a, as a man living right now and doing what it is that I'm doing. Without those experiences, I wouldn't have been able to make some of the decisions that I'm doing now that are, you know, consciously driven towards helping people. Now, have your communication skills evolved since living in China? You, you, more versed in Cantonese and Mandarin. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I can, I can say some stuff. And say something. Ni hao, ni hao, ni hao, ni hao. What's her name? What's her name again? What's her name again? <laughs> I think that's hello. It's called Wen Lin. Yeah, that is hello. <laughs> Everybody say, oh, Wen Lin, Wen Lin. What are Wen Lin doing? I'm like, no, it's not Wen Lin. <laughs> what time we cooking up, girl? <laughs> that's all I need. That's the first thing I want to learn when I go there. How you say, when we hooking up? <laughs> oh, my uh -huh. goodness. You in China is dangerous, bitch. I'm dangerous anywhere. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> in China. There would not be a Brian Jones music. Penitentiary, maybe. Gio and Jones and Stephon Marbury. What's your proudest accomplishment in your life? My proudest accomplishment, I would have to say first winning the high school championship. Hmm. You know, winning the high school championship for me in New York City. You know, my brothers, I mean, all my brothers play basketball here in New York City for Abraham Lincoln. Um and all of them fell short. And, you know, I had the opportunity to win the championship and my little brother was on the team as well. So we both won the championship. So we, my brother, my oldest brother, my older brothers, they vicariously lived through us. <laughs> That's great, yeah. No, I mean, you were a big deal in being a guy who paid attention to all sorts of New York basketball. I mean, you were like the biggest deal back then. That's a, it's a cool thing. And to play for the hometown team as well. Exactly. I, I mean... Experience. You can't. No one can take my experience away from playing in the garden. Yeah. No one will never, never take, 
take my my thrills away. The garden is, I mean, no matter what, it's still a, the most special place and sacred ground um, in basketball here in New York City. Yeah, I was one of those guys cheering when I heard, you know, you hit a three, Stephon Marbury! Like, I, I was yeah. going nuts in my, my little <laughs> Nike Swingman white number three jersey up in the, the, the roof because that's all I could afford, you know? I mean, I was I was there with you. And, and uh, you know, I think that even though the Knicks have gone through some some brutal times, there's still good memories uh, in there. And, and Always. Yeah. Oh. Always. You always can take the good. You always take the good. So when you, you look upon your career and the future of it, how much longer you plan on playing and, and you, you still feel like you, you have a lot of life left? Yeah, I'm, I'm, this is my last season playing as a pro. Um, there are other leagues that are out there that I'm interested in. I like the, the big three because the big three is going to the Olympics. So I think, you know, there will be opportunities for guys to be able to exploit another horizon in mm-hmm. basketball and in sports especially on a global scale. So um, I'm just keeping my options open. I'm I'm 40 years old. I'm still in shape. I'm fit. You know, I'm mentally focused. Um, I know what I want to do. I know the game of basketball. So I have a lot of positive things going in my direction as far as me being able to still play basketball at my age. So now, will you still it. bounce back and forth between the States and, and China once China you hang out? home. Up? That's always. That's going to be home. Yeah, no, it is home. Okay. Oh, it is home. <laughs> yeah, it my is bad. Home. It's yeah. home. This, China's home and America's home. These are my two places where I live at. And I enjoy it. I really do. It creates, you know, really good balance for me. Let's Wait. Let's get him ready for some of the questions he might face at, okay. at NYU. All right, so it's, it's tomorrow mm-hmm. at uh, at four o'clock Eastern time. You're going to be at NYU speaking to students. Um, all right, so guy raises his hand in the front row. You still hate Mike D'Antoni? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't hate anybody. <laughs> all right, there you go. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. You, you got Oh uh, yeah, they, I can give you some. How much money you make? <laughs> None of your damn business. He's I'm, supposed I'm to ask. I know. I'm going to answer you for him, but that's what I say. I'm, I'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. None of your, your nosy bastard. <laughs> All right, uh, Steph, I'm a, I'm a guy who uh, has not had a lot of luck with the ladies. I'm moving into the dorm. What's your advice for me? Do they homework. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, huh? That's interesting. That's a good one. Yeah, you, can I help you with your homework? <laughs> you need help? <laughs> oh, I know I know how to do that. I was listening in class. You came a little late. Now I got a business venture and I was I'm looking for some investors. Will you take a look at it? No problem. We can look at it. How can we help each other? Mm, That's right. Yeah, there's probably not a college freshman right now who can help you with anything. You never know. You never know. You never know. That's successful. That's right. Yeah, you you never know. Um, Do you get? Are you comfortable up in front of a bunch of kids and 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 speaking to them? Because a lot of people don't like public speaking, and and here you are imparting your wisdom on them. Is that an uncomfortable thing? Nah, you know, someone did it for me, um, and. I, this is just all part of the give back. It's part of you obtaining the knowledge and experience and you passing it on. You know, when I was younger and I heard so many different athletes speak and talk about life, about sports, about whatever it is that they spoke about. And, you know, I was the kid that was always sitting in the front paying attention and listening, you know, so that I can learn. And for me to be able to speak at NYU, I mean, it's it's high praise and high honor. Um, I'm just 
I'm elated to be able to do so, and I'm excited about it. So when you come back stateside, because I imagine you spend the majority of your time in China. Yeah, most of the time. What emotions are you overcome with when you land back here in the United States? At first, it was a little culture shock for me when I came came back after staying for a whole season and coming back to America because you see Chinese people, mostly Chinese people every day. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I came back, to America, it was like I was seeing so many different. Oh, there go Pookie! <laughs> I was seeing Pookie. I was seeing, you know, I, I, I was seeing, I was seeing different, you know, just seeing different faces every right. day. Now it became completely strange to me, and I was like, "Why is this, you know, happening?" But culturally, attention, this is foreign, <laughs> and then that is I'm, you, when you live in there, yeah. and you're seeing it every day. It's just completely different. It's not the same, and you know, Chinese people. They, everybody pretty much, they have the same type of facial features. It's mm-hmm. not like you got black or you got Spanish people or, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not like that. It's completely different. See, what? that's why I need to go over there and help them with the diversity. <laughs> 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 no, no, man, listen. I ain't gonna help them out with the they diversity. Need, they don't need any help, <laughs> yes, man. Yes, they do. They don't need you. don't want everybody with the no. same features. <laughs> <laughs> okay? I got this. Uh, My calling. <laughs> we, have, we have about a minute left. With you, what can we expect from Starberry in the coming months uh, for people who are interested? Starberry.com. Well, we're going to be um, in City Trends. Um, that's one. Starberry.com, brick and mortar for City Trends, and trying to go into other outlets um, such as Walmart, Kohl's, uh, JCPenney's. Um, we're seeking a Journey. We're seeking a, a, all of the, the, the big distribution companies. Um, and for Starberry.com, it's, it's about the revamp and it's about the change. It's going to be pretty, pretty, pretty sweet. We're going to have a nice pre-order section where people will be able to pre-order things just like they pre-order on Nike or Adidas mm-hmm. um, and setting up that that whole platform. Um, we're excited. You know, it's, it's, it's looking really promising. We have baby clothes now, and I'm making some baby clothes. Oh, wow. I have a grandson, right. so, nice. you know, I was inspired by him. And he's a monster. He's big. He's... <laughs> You know, he's a beautiful baby, and he's inspired me to do baby clothes at an affordable price for people because we, you know, kid, baby, the babies grow so fast. Yeah. So you gotta buy new stuff all the time, and mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I have three little ones, so, you know, I, I understand and I get it, and my daughter now is experiencing it. <laughs> wow, it's amazing. Make him a customer for life. Yep. Hey, start him young. Try. Listen, it's great talking to you. Congratulations on Thank everything. You so much. And uh, I've always been rooting for you, and I'm, and I'm very, very happy to see all the success that you've had. Thank you so I'm much. I'm rooting for some high steppers in <laughs> blue and green, side 13. <laughs> okay, damn it. I got it. I got the message. I'll pay for them. No, I don't want to be free. I can afford these prices. Come on. That is true. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.